Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I would like to thank you guys for joining us for our 100th episode. And I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello everyone. Brett Freeman. Hey everyone. And Zach Katie. What? Huh? So we did it guys, we made 100 episodes, so we're calling it quits. Womp womp. JK, we're, we're not OCX. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Ouch. I'm going to get a message from someone later, man, like, oh, yo. Um, so, uh, we had a nice little vacation. We took off the holidays, so we're back, though. We're probably still going to be staying on our bi-weekly schedule, just because there isn't a lot happening, and we don't make DM money, so... We are going to probably stick to that bi-weekly until we get like a lot more news from AMG basically telling us what is the state of the game and is the game going to exist in a couple months or, you know, all that fun stuff. Because um, well, we have lives and we're, we're, we're actually have some news to announce at the end of this episode. As far as X-Wing, so... But I think for the most part, we are going to stick to our bi-weekly schedule until things start to pick up a little bit more. Um, so this is the first episode of the new year, and we usually take this time to do a year-in-review kind of thing. So uh, we, we'll start off with that and go from there. Uh, so, like, you know, it's kind of funny because it doesn't even feel like it's been a year. Like... It, COVID just grinded this to a halt, and it's like, the only thing that really ever happened in 2020 was, like, the uh, the Texas system open. Uh, it wasn't Austin, right? It was, like, Houston or something. Maybe Dallas, one of those cities. Some Texas town. Some Texas town. Dallas, Fort Worth, <laughs> San Antonio. Um, so that happened. The UK system open happens. LVO happened. And then that was kind of it. And then COVID literally just shut everything down. Adepticon got canned. Crate Cup got canned. And it, like nothing happened. So we were even supposed to be getting releases every couple months. And that even grinded it to a halt. So like literally from the month of March to basically the end of September, like nothing happened and that makes us sad i mean granted there were a lot of uh galaxy tournaments and leagues going around and everything like that but uh it it really was like a hard hard year for x-wing and i think we can all kind of say that like it's anyone that's still listening like i appreciate you guys um i know you're probably still you know, everyone's kind of sitting there hoping that we're gonna. It's gonna be soon. It's gonna be soon. And like, I, I have a strong feeling that personally, by the fall of twenty twenty one, we're going to be back to at least you know going to our stores and you know seeing the familiar faces we all know. So hopefully that is the case. Um, so, but it, anything notable with the twenty twenty x-wing scene that you guys are like i mean so like okay we have nantexes we had that mess of a meta that kind of popped up everyone freaked out like the x-wing community normally does um but it happens and we, and yeah. we saw that with 2.0 and flexible points that um at least ffg was more willing to sort of just cave into the the wishes of the community as opposed to in first edition where uh, they kind of made us try and figure out the puzzle. Right. And uh, I know it's hard because like when you get an auto fly list like that, it's, it it might take someone that like is not, I shouldn't say this because like, and I'm not saying anyone that played that list isn't that good at the game because there were a lot of top players that did play that game but when you can pick up a list that easy and having no skill or no like premise into the game or anything like that that, like you can just basically win tournaments or go very high into tournaments it's hard for the community to not react negatively um with that being said uh 
I think some top players might have doubted the Nantex's capability of, you know, being this big boogeyman. And they've kind of hashed the community of being like, you know, you guys need to figure this out as opposed to just crying to FFG about it. And and I'm not saying that they're wrong, but I think... um, I think that mindset was really kind of came out in the community, and I'm not sure if I agree with it. Like a lot of times, you hear people being like, "You should, you, FFG needs to do something," as opposed to "We need to figure this out and beat it." Yeah. No, I I fully agree with you. I guess part of me is like. Honestly, part of me is thankful for 2020 letting us avoid that crap meta. Because that meta would have been right around the time of Worlds. And, like, we all saw last year's Worlds in Antext. The sky is falling uh, awfulness. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy we didn't have that two years in a row. <laughs> if there's a silver lining there, it's that. COVID saved us from double Nantex <laughs> years. <laughs> Double Nantex worlds. That's that's a plus for everyone. Uh, but yeah, like I still think I, I think you're one hundred percent right, Andrew. Like the community needs to calm the bleep down. Look, I censored myself for <laughs> get a rating this time. Happy twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. We are PG thirteen now. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but we'll get there. But uh, yeah, I, I do think they need to like calm down about the whole like on both sides, right? Like you said, we had like the one side that's screaming like y'all need to figure this out. It's not that bad, and the other side screaming like nerf it, nerf it. Right. Yeah, I think both sides are wrong. I I I I get both sides because like okay, I know people don't have the time or patience to be like I need to sit here and figure this out. I need to tech against this but also be able to tech against the field and like i i get that that you don't have the time and not everyone is in that invested of the game but i also think like if you're doing top tournament level play like that's something that you need to make time for like i think i think that's it like i think part of what's helped me in 2020 like not related to like anything going on in the world or actually itself but like expanding out into like other game systems is i think one of the problems with the x-wing community in general is there's it's still a little too small so people think that like competitive is the only thing and everyone looks at the game from a competitive lens and there just are people that are not top tier competitors and in like other larger game systems people kind of like accept that that's a thing and, like, because there's a bigger community around, like, the non-competitive side of the game. Like, for instance, take Warhammer 40,000, right? Like, there is a very competitive part of the community. And there's also a very large part of the community that's not competitive. It's kind of created this place where, like, you can kind of do it whichever way you want. Whereas I think X-Wing still, like, the competitive community is still pretty much just the community. There really isn't much of a community outside of that. At least not, like, a cohesive like larger outside of like a single location type thing. Right. Yeah. 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 And one of the other things that I kind of like going along that line is like sample sizes of this community are so small. Like if you look at it and and really want to compare data, it's very, very hard to get like accurate measurements. And like, so I, I almost understand the let's hop on this bandwagon because maybe it is, the uh the big thing that we need and that's the the list that we need to win because the sample sizes are so small and and like you're taking a shot to be like okay maybe this is um if all the data was there maybe that is that one thing but i think also at the same time because the sample sizes are so small it's hard to really pinpoint that that is that crazy boogeyman list that is going around um like there could be some there's probably 
lists out there that like people have played and but like they might have only played it once but it could be this incredible list and uh, they might have got a negative result from it and, and kind of completely scrapped it um yep. but that that is kind of the consensus of the game i, I think is that like you, you can't really go off of a lot of that because these sample sizes are way 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 too small and, and no matter how much data you collect or you know go about everything um i think it's very hard to base off a lot of the stats in the game uh now with that being said i think because like like exactly what i said a second ago is that you know people are going to flock to these lists because there's a chance that in the dark that the samples are correct and uh they it is the list that they need um but so that's where this stat is also extremely valuable because if you're going into a tournament or anything like that, then uh, you can know. Part of the thing is knowing what you're going up against, and a lot of times you, I don't really think we've seen it too much in X Wing 2.0, was that there was like a revolving meta of like winning lists, where like we saw that a lot more common in 1.0, where like Dash Miranda was always on top, or any Miranda was list was on top, uh, Dengar Dengaru was on top. Where I don't feel that we've seen that as much with the second edition. Um, and, and that's probably a lot because of the points changes uh, that they... I mean, they, they have done a pretty good job of uh, changing the meta significantly. One thing I wanted to just touch base on with the, the Nantex thing um, was not only did we have a small sample size, but we had a sample size of basically the same 100 people playing every two weeks and maybe like 20 or 30 other people. So, I mean, you're not only dealing with a, a small sample, you're dealing with the same people getting similar results, which is kind of what you expect in, in something like that, where, you know, in a normal year, we would have, you know, data from all parts of the country, all over the world, really, to see whether or not it was actually a really strong list or not. No, I definitely agree. And, like, going back to, like, about, like, the 1.0, like, I think the game's a lot different now um, as far as variables, like... In 1.0, we had, like, all those crazy modifiers that you could literally, like, get four dice of all hits and crits. And we, we don't have that right now. So, um, like, granted, we do have some oppressive things. And I know people will argue that force is broken and everything like that. But we don't. I don't think we have anything that is nearly as bad as it was in uh, first edition. Um, so not. Right. Yeah. So, I, I think the variables for lists... Um, are going to be greater that way too because like when you basically add all those variables in then uh we'll we won't see the same common list over and over again like now granted you will see the things that are trending up because of that but nothing to the point that it's like winning every single tournament and i think that is good for the game um but we digress uh we saw the nantex break the game again, and but uh, FFG did fix it on point, and then we've got all these releases that came out, bang, bang, bang. On uh, that note, uh, I mean, obviously this just happened, and AMG took over the Star Wars miniatures games, and we are basically in limbo up until further notice. We don't have too much, so I know AMG kind of like we're we're on break. So I'm hoping that we get some news this next coming weeks that we are going to be hearing about uh, X-wing stuff coming out. Now we speculated a ton on this. I know a lot of other people have speculated on this, but ultimately we don't know what is going to happen until further notice. We're still going to be doing our thing. We're going to try to be um, providing you content to the most. We're going to try to do a little bit more in-depth analysis of different uh, games and play styles and all the X-Wing stuff going forward to try to like keep us chugging along. And um, with that being said, it, we're not going anywhere until they absolutely kill the game. Um then finally, I mean, we should have saw this coming, but FFG is shutting down the forums. I believe they said January thirty first is the last day. That sounds right. Right. So they are shutting down the forums, um, which I guess is the last hurrah. It's the crates is the best X Wing podcast thread is going to be forever lost. It's just going to migrate over the AMG forums as soon as they put them up. 
And then to be continued, question mark, question mark, question mark. So, uh, I mean, how big of a, of a loss do you think the forums are? Like, I remember as a new player, I they were like the first things I went to. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, they, they always had uh, like list builds and um, the the biggest thing I found from them was, uh, you know, the various podcasts that were out there. But I mean, I, I feel like as a, a newish player, losing that is a, a huge like blow as far as a, a resource would go. Eh. Uh, so my opinion is, I mean, I only went to the forums when I really was getting in deep into x-wing um when i first started playing i guess the first thing that i went to was the x-wing reddit um and, and then as i went down the rabbit hole i just continued down there and went into the forums and then uh, i i mean i i think it is a very great resource i'm just really not a fan of forum communication um so, I mean, I'm not that heartbroken about it, but I, I think any time we lose a resource, I think it is a break to the community. So, it, it sucks on that note. But, yeah. Uh, I, mean, <coughs> I mean, if you, like, back in the day, like, if you go to the FFG site, and then there's that tab at the top that says community. Like, so say you buy X-Wing, and you're seeing, hey, what ships are available you know, what expansions there are, and you see that community tab, and you click on it, and then you click again, and then you see forums. You know, it's ni- it was nice to have it there, and I'd agree that it's not as important now as it used to be. But in the beginning, I feel like it was super important to the growth of the game. Uh, way in the old days, it was the FFG forums and the old Team Covenant site when it's before their site redesign, maybe five years ago. It was like sort of the main places people went and there used to be lots of great con- I mean I'm not saying there isn't still okay content on the forums but you know a lot of people posted their content on the forums back in the old days and to me I mean alright so I'm an old person but to me like Reddit is was like always this weird thing where like you know people living in their mom's basements you know posted on Reddit so See, but, that's how I, I saw the forums I was just like Yo, look at this troll on the forums. Um, no, I, I get it. And like I said, I, I think anytime that it, it was a resource that, you know, people could go to for the community. And like, yeah. I was going to say, like, no one in my general life outside of like gaming knows what Reddit is. <laughs> you know, like, they know what Twitter is. You know, they know what Instagram is. They have no idea what Reddit is. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just the time split up. And even fewer of them know who Discord, what Discord is. Sure. Like if I ask people who are not specifically into these into gaming hobbies. Well, and it's also kind of interesting because, like, so, like, it, I know they kind of said, oh, oh you know, people are going to result back to their Discords and stuff. But um, even, like, I don't think there's very good Facebook groups. I mean, I, I know... We have one, but like, I think we mostly result to our Discord, and I know a lot of other people do, but I mean, I, I know some... Okay, so there, and the reason I bring that up is because they're uh, going into the hands of AMG. I know they are very, very active on Facebook, where, where it's, as far as rules or uh, anything else, where I feel like X-Wing just never clicked with that. I mean, I think you're just... Dis- counting like how big the facebook group was up until like a year ago now i'm not saying like i'm not trying to make a case for facebook now like i think things just routinely change like i'm not trying to advocate for one platform or the over the other but yeah like when i first heard an x-wing back 20 13 2014 when it first started years ago when i picked up an x-wing for the first time back in like wave two of 1.0 yeah like the forum was like the big thing and then i kind of like phased out the forum our like local facebook group was like super active from like 2014 till basically 2019 and then discord here in like the last like year or so has definitely eclipsed it 
I don't know. I, I just see it as like, I'm, this is just the progression of following where the community is gathering. Sure, that, that, that definitely makes sense. So I wouldn't necessarily say one is better than the other, or like, I do think it like, Losing the forums is, you know, minor tier, but I just I feel like the forums have been phasing out for a while now. They were still like the place where yeah, we're like kind of like exactly what Jonathan said. Like when I'm on the FFG website, I'm just getting into the game and I see, oh, community, sure. Like good place to post. That and like Reddit. But I think like once you actually got into the community, yeah, like they've been moving away from that for a while. Right. So on that note, I mean, it's a good opportunity to, to uh, promote our Discord. So there is a sticky link on our Facebook page for an easy way to find it. If you are part of the Liberty Squadron Facebook page, then you can find our Discord information there. And then uh, we're, we're pretty active on the Discord. So And there's people that, you know, I would say a lot of the community has definitely shifted that way. Um, which, like... I know one of the biggest arguments with the forum is that people branching out. So, like, when we kind of had these big forums, like, it wasn't your local community. It wasn't your podcast's community. It wasn't, you know, something like that. So, but I I think there are enough resources that, like, and I know it might suck to be in, like, 10 different discords or Facebook pages that you don't care about. I know I've got a ton of discords muted on my uh, page, but, you know, I'm a part of them if I ever need those resources. Um, so, so I do get that, but I also think at the same time, um, it's better to uh, be in these things and get your voice heard with a little bit of a smaller group instead of just being drowned in these big you know forums where like people will just kind of completely pass you by um and active conversations i think are a little bit better in, in these discords as opposed to having to wait for somebody to reply um and yeah, then definitely agree there right and then have to make sure you catch the post and bounce it forth where like you could just get a notification um so i, I mean there's pluses and minuses to everything there um so r.i.p the ffg forums all right any other thing that we want to talk about 2020 2020 can go by we lost like how many star wars actors this year like too, too many. many. We too lost many. Boba Fett. We lost Darth Vader. We lost. <laughs> Chewbacca. I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> They're just the most recent ones. Um, so 2020 can say bye. So 2021 is coming around. Zach, what are your hot takes for 2021? I know you wanted to talk about this. Uh, bold predictions. I like a bold. bold I like a good bold predictions podcast. I am not gonna lie. Um. All right. We, we want to like go like one each and like rotate around. Sure. You go first. I will. I will go first. Uh. So my first and I think the boldest of my hot takes to start off with a firecracker. Uh. 3.0 of X Wing releases this year from AMG. All right, so that I think is a bold, pro, bold prediction. I okay, I don't think it's going to be released this year. We should definitely record these and then check back on them Jan first next year. Almost like we have a yeah, place percent. that they're going to be recorded and kept an archive. Almost, um, just so that way next year we can call each other out for who was how many we each got right. Okay, so I, 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 I might be on board with you that X-Wing 3.0 is in the works. I don't know if it will be in 2021. Uh, just because I feel like it seems like the general consensus was this took FFG by surprise. So either FFG was completely halt on production and i couldn't imagine asmodee being like okay all this stuff they've been working on is now scrapped and go with what you were working on i have a feeling that like ffg was probably working on a lot of material and it's all going to get transferred over to f uh, amg and i think uh, you would imagine so they probably work at least a year and a half to two years ahead of schedule on their stuff. Um, 
so maybe when all the stuff that FFG is done being developed, we get a like maybe like that's the once all the stuff of FFG is done, it's out, it's published, it's going, it's then we get our 3.0. But I, I think 2021 might be too soon. But yes, no, I, I fully agree there. I think there's still like plenty of stuff that's been like banked up, ready to go. Um, for 2.0, mm. I, I just I think from like AMG's perspective, like I just don't think AMG wants to work at all on a 2.0. Right. Maybe they want to work on like a 2.5. Like maybe like 3.0 isn't that big of a jump away from 2.0. Um, but I just feel like it going over to a new studio entirely, not many of the original people moving over with it. Like, so then I, I think they really probably my bold take is that they're going to want to take it in their own direction, put their own stamp on it. And I think that means being a new edition. I don't think it works so do, for keeping it in this edition. So would that imply Armada 2.0 and Legion 2.0 also? So that yeah. they could put their stamps on those games? If 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 you want to take that, sure. I mean, to be fair, I know they've been talking about Legion two point for almost since release. Like because like Legion and X Wing Second Edition kind of came out around the same time, and one of the things that like FFG or not FFG, but like when the Legion players were like asking like, oh well, all of our print points are printed on cards, and like they make point changes for their cards that you have to like literally go onto the PDFs and look them up that way. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Legion Second Edition is absolutely going to be right around the corner. And I mean, because like I said, they were even flirting that idea when it was at FFG's uh, control. So, yeah, and I mean, how old is Two Point now? Four years? Three years? Uh, two. It's got to be longer than two. Two years, three months. Two years, three months. Okay, so like, it's not unheard of in the miniatures world for that to be the life cycle of an edition. But, like, they only have the Star Wars license that we know until 2023. I would think that Asmodee, being owned by a venture capitalist capital company, just wants them to churn out product. I mean, but that's the thing is, like, if they they make it kind of more of a 2.5 launch, but just call it a 3.0. They could, I mean, they could rewrite the rules reference completely if they wanted to. So I think it's going to be like a new starter set. Like, full-on, like, 3.0. So I think that there will be a new starter set. I agree with you there. I agree with Jonathan. I think that they will uh, change the rules significantly to make it a game more in in their image. And I would say that my big prediction for what they're going to do is just break the promise of no new content on ships that you could convert. And they're just going to pump out re-releases that have... Uh, new cards maybe power creeped cards and and that's how they're gonna start capitalizing on the market right my my hope for 3.0 is that they uh really go in on printing card packs because like we've talked about endlessly before like that is just profit margin car like cards are cheap way cheaper than reprinting plastic ships i hope they like finally realize like this bit of business but that's hopeful thinking. So, I mean, going off of their other game, they have definitely flirted down the aisle of producing different um, cards for the same. So, with the Crisis Protocol, they'll have like, uh, they've already announced like, there's already two Black Widows out. And then I know, I forget what else they have they've announced, but it's kind of like, they are known to do that already. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we see, like, a different version of Luke Skywalker or, um, you know, different abilities, which I know, Zachy, you've been talking about for a while, so... I'd love that. I would love that. It's the way to go. Right. I mean, you already have, like, the mechanic built into the game as far as, like, you know, you can only bring one of a named character in a list, period. So there's nothing, literally nothing stopping them from having seven Luke Skywalker pilots. There's literally That's nothing stopping them. a lot of Luke Skywalker. Like, 
two Poe Dameron's. Exactly. Snap Wexley's. They've, they've started down I mean, this route. That's because nobody cares about the resistance and they had no other pilots and they're like, how do we do this? Um, so now with AMG, we'll just be like, they'll get like 10 Poe Dameron's. All the Poe. Poe Dameron, the miniatures game. It would be cool to see like some type of, of like standard rotation system put into place, though, right? Where. You know, whatever Red Five or whatever Luke is here is not playable one year and is playable the next. Like that, that would just be a, a cool way to to say, hey, you got all these minis, cool, buy the cards. Uh, so we're making some money, and you know, we'll keep it fresh every year. Is this your hot take? No, my hot take was that they're breaking their promise and re-releasing every ship in a, a hot period or a short time period with uh, power creep. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, do you have a hot take or a bold prediction for 2021? Um, no, <laughs> no. I, actually, I think I think there has to be stuff in the pipeline. I mean, we know that uh, the people like I know, um, like you could read FFG employees' Facebook posts that they were surprised that they were let go. <clears throat> they didn't. They weren't told. You know, only work up to this date and don't have anything planned afterwards. So obviously there are things that have been designed, maybe things that have been tested. Steve Horvath back at Team Covenant interviewed him in March, right at Gamma, right before lockdown. And he sort of outlined that there was product for Legion and X-Wing mapped out till 2023. So I imagine, I, I think they will release something soon in 2021. You know, probably like something FFG made, just reskinned. And uh, and I think so. I think we will have new releases soon. Yeah, I I definitely think we're gonna get new releases. Uh, Like I said, I I just think it's gonna be stuff that FFG has already been working on for a while now, and uh, it's just gonna be AMG's name under it now. Um, my hot take is going to be we don't or bold prediction I should say is we're not going to see. A large base tournament until December. Oh, you stole mine and even picked the right month, too. That was going to be my next one. <laughs> oh, you got more than one. <laughs> so, yeah, my bold prediction is... Uh, so, Nova has been announcing that they are definitely... Like, they, they are in the works for... I mean, but they also said they were, like, on for this year up until, like, the last possible second. Sure. Like, I literally, I just don't trust what they say. Just got an email this week saying that they, um, to, they are definitely trying to do it and that they're going to be announcing their room rates in February and stuff like that. But I'm curious if that happens like i i know it's so hard to say with this uh, with covid and everything so i or yeah, even I, if it happens if there's even going to be x-wing there yeah I, I give them slack and everything but it's just like they were like super adamant until like the last second that this year was going to happen and like everyone saw the writing on the wall that right. that wasn't going to be the case so i mean lvo for the longest time was like we don't need you know covid blah 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 and then they ended up canceling. Like they were just like anything happens in Vegas, and then yeah, right when like are. Vegas is is closing on something, it's it's a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> so we should take a notice then. Almost. I, I it's like I said, it's so hard to say because I I know when this first happened, uh, we thought this might have all blown over right off the bat, and like we're like, oh, you know, maybe it'll we'll see you guys at Nova, and you know, just hunker down, and now. We're almost a solid year into this. Like, we're two months from a year, and, you know, granted, I I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's a dot at this point. So, uh, I could imagine that, like, maybe that is the big test, is some of these fall events that is happening, but I'm I'm curious if, like, uh, the next big tournament is going to be in this is in this year. Like I mean I'm hoping that we know Pax Unplugged is uh the second weekend in December. 
So maybe it's that, maybe it's not, but um, <laughs> maybe AMG just doesn't even give us support. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, that's also true. Like we just don't know like what AMG tournament support for X Fang is like yet. I mean, I also think for them to put effort into tournaments like large scale tournament support for Legion, Armada, X Wing, and uh, Crisis Protocol, I guess for 2021 when they don't know what's going to happen, I'm sure nobody at AMG is a you know infectious disease epidemiologist or public health specialist. So, I mean, like, they don't know. So That is a bold a, prediction. So. <laughs> that's that a lot bold. of effort. That's, bold. that's a lot of effort. I mean, if you read what, and you can read what, what uh, public health experts think the summer will look like, you can read it now. You know? You can, Have you read it? Yeah. I was like, going to say, I generally depend on you to tell us this information no, on the mean, podcast. He's not an epidemiologist, it's, but he can tell us. He is to me. <laughs> I just mean that, like... If you go to reputable news sources, a lot sometimes they'll have articles that will be like, "We interviewed a hundred epidemiologists, and this is what they're comfortable doing now." And when do they think people? Will That's have family yet? feud, like, man. It is. <laughs> I mean, but it's like not asking one specialist, but asking a hundred. You know. So, what is summer going to look like? Well, if you think think about this past summer, this past summer was pretty good, and you probably could have had tournaments that would have been relatively safe. You know, if people... You know what I mean? If you, okay. I mean, I think social distancing, masks, hand hygiene, being outside, that's all super important. But in the United... In this part of the country, in July and August... In, like, July and August, it was not bad, right? But, um... So it's possible that this coming summer, you know, people will feel... With masks and social distancing, small events, maybe possible, you know. Yeah, maybe that'll be like the buffer zone. Like maybe they'll start to do small events and then maybe we'll start to see some kind of big support for them. I mean, if you just look at like the natural curve of infection, like the summer is better than the winter, right? All right, based on that, I'll predict Nova happens, just so so we can have some disagreement here. So just sort of like weather, just sort of weather changing, you know, that like summer will be better, assuming people do the right things in the spring. And then whether it gets worse again, like it is totally possible that next December is worse, that July or August is better than next November or December, just based on winter coming. Sure. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Yes. No, I mean I think No, I agree. I don't I don't picture Gen Con or like Origins. You know, but I don't know. Maybe in Australia they could have a system open. New, New Zealand, Zealand certainly. New, New Zealand, Zealand certainly could. Will. They could they could host nationals now in New oh, Zealand. They're nationals. I'm in. <laughs> you have to quarantine when you arrive in the country. That's fine. I'll spend a month in New Zealand. Uh, um, but I, okay. I, no, I think Jonathan did have a really good point, though, um, about, like, it would almost be a little foolish for AMG to start developing an OP system right now. I mean, that's money that is very likely to just be completely wasted in this year. So I think the, the much smarter play would be to hold off on creating that type of OP department until you you know there's going to be some type of events where you can capitalize on it. So You're I think right. yeah, I think we're likely to honestly not have much in the way of of a like big official system open level support. You're right. Yeah, you know what and, and it's funny that you mentioned that is cuz I literally just uh booked something and it's they they changed a lot of their um policies for 2021 and, and like I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, the booking isn't for later in the year, and, you know, well, maybe that'll be a change, and they're kind of just like, no, because the contract is goes for all of 2021, so we just had to cancel for the entire year, not knowing what the uncertainty was. So it, that, that makes a lot of sense, and it makes me sad at the same time, but um, I, I, I think, like, if we can get to a point that like let's say like late spring we can start like having in-store events or like even like mid to late summer even getting in-store events like that might be the signal for them to be like okay like we can put out these small kits relatively easy with no problems and that'll be the cue for us to start preparing these bigger um 
event op kits or whatever they need to do and and maybe go from there so maybe maybe it will be you know i have a prediction i think uh i think they'll outsource op to a company like yeti or cascade that's a good one that's a good one i'm okay with that so like op design as well jonathan or uh i don't know about that like Maybe not that, but like running all the events, I think they'll outsource it rather than flying their people all all around or like how FFG would like ship off to Gen Con every year. You know? Yeah, I, no, I, I think you're <laughs> right on that. I mean, Gen Con was a special one because I feel like they were one of the the primary like hosts of it. But yeah, no, I I agree. I think it'll be a Yeti or or Cascade or whatever those companies are that will be running the big events that seem to work really well for everyone. All right, any final bold predictions for 2021? I heard Zach had a list. Yeah. He's checking it twice. You stole, you stole my, my big one, my other big, big one. one. You jerk. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, any bold predictions for X-Wing? Does anyone have any release? Like, what are the releases? Bold predictions? I think we see at least two Aces packs. Well, we know we're getting the... I know. We know we're getting one. Right. So, I'm betting we see another one. I thought we knew about two. Well, it's one for... I'm betting we get one more than whatever we know we're getting. Let's put it that way. Fair. I think they might test the waters with that. As far as I keeping one or 2.0 alive, right? Like, if we can keep putting out Aces packs again and people are buying those, that may be an avenue that AMG wants to keep going down. Like, keep hitting that well until it's dried up. Particularly because they're more expensive products and they can release new cards in there. So exactly. people are buying out of faction and they're starting to, to hit on the cash cow again. I think that is definitely a very likely scenario. I mean, I don't know if I'm necessarily against the cash cow. It, I bought more ships when it was a cash cow, and I think I enjoyed the game more when I, it was like that. I mean, yeah, like, everyone... Like, as much as, like, people complain about cash cowness and blah, 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 whatever, but, like... People like seeing releases they care about. There have been so many times this year that like new stuff's come out that I'm just like, I don't care because I don't do any of that. Right. And like, uh, like the excitement of like a new ship coming out, like, okay, so like going off of like the cards coming out with like certain ships, uh, like I would get excited for those cards, even if like exactly. I wasn't excited for the ship. So like, exactly, like I, there was at least something in the release that you cared about, right? And I think that's a little bit lacking right now. Like as much as I hate buying, you know, my third tie interceptor, <laughs> when I'm only ever going to run soon to fell. Do 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 do. I mean, and it's really weird that we're saying that because, like, I mean, like, it, it almost seems like it's everything that we don't want, but like. Like I said, at the same time, it was like thinking back to like 1.0 and being like, I need to buy a Tie Reaper because I need um, whatever card was in that pack that was uh, so awesome. I can't Star remember. Vipers, the Auto Thrusters the expansion. The Auto Thrusters expansion, you know, the TLT Luckily expansion. Luckily, they came back and Star Vipers were good. So, uh, so kind of like what you said, though, it's what we all said we didn't want. And Max Brooks had a, a great article talking about how, uh, you know, the players really don't know what the hell is good for them, and you give them too much of what they want, and it's going to make the game less fun. Like, there is excitement of knowing I have something new coming in the next month that that could potentially change the way I play this game. And right now, I play Republic, so I've had a lot of stuff coming on. If I was someone who just played Rebels, well, I haven't had really a new release since 2.0 started. And that kind of sucks. Couldn't it's tell like, you the anticipation is great. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, I guess the last ship I actually bought was the Nantex. Yeah, same. Same, I think. Because I didn't buy any of the new ones that came out. You guys didn't buy f- the new fire sprays? Uh, I mean, Are those out already? One. They're yeah, out. Like, 
of everyone I, who I would have expected to buy them, it would have been you two. Uh, that's I've more of just... I've been supporting my F friendly local Get this guy a gold star. I was supporting FFG directly, and clearly that worked out well. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I think I would definitely get one of the new fire sprays. I, I, I think mostly it's because... Um, just because like, I haven't been to like a game store, and or, but you know what, that new fire spray has yeah. stuff that you can use in Scum, it right? Does. Like they're so they're they're starting to get into that again, where it, it's not going to be a faction lock type type upgrade, and I do think that's a, a very smart move, and I hope they they go with that, like Zach was saying. Hot takes, bold predictions, anything else? <laughs> Yeah, I think they're also going to uh, start releasing far more of the limited edition paint schemes. And they're probably going to sell them more for than like 19 bucks or whatever, because those things sell like crazy, right? I mean, how many people bought them who already have three or four Naboos just because it's shiny and different? Um, people like having bling, so make some money off of it. Yeah, people that are only ever going to fly one Naboo anyways. Yeah. Okay. Hot takes. We ended up having a decent amount. We did. <laughs> I'm going to expand Brett's hot take out to all Star Wars products will have like convention-specific releases. Yeah, I think that. I mean, they already have the Legion ones that, that sell for so much money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that Legion, Armada, makes sense. and X-Wing. Like, you know, the Nova release, the Gen Con release. Adepticon. All that. All that. All that, John. Okay. Following yeah, the I mean... Model, since they have a bunch of Perfect Tier Press people. I'm okay with that. I mean, I know some people were like, I'm, I'm not a fan of this, but whatever. I mean, some people are in this game, like myself, who I give away every single all art that I get and do not give two craps what my ships look like. I'm in it for the game. Like I enjoy the game and the mechanics um, and, and everything like that. Like, so like I said, that doesn't bother me at all. As um, long as it's not pay to win, it's fine. Right? Yeah, like if right. you start releasing better ships that you have to, to get in the limited edition one, that's a problem. Or but like, if it's, you know, if like, it's just cosmetic, cool. Here's auto thrusters. That's only in this cosmetic ship that you have to buy for $300. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Cosmetics uh, are fine. Oh, attack wing. Attack wing. Any pilot, any ship. That's my that's my bold prediction for 2021. <laughs> so you can play any pilot, any ship. That's AMG's 3.0. Okay. Oh, the boldest of predictions. Alright, let's move along. So, memorable moments. We have hit 100 podcast episodes long. It has been a long journey that we started literally just us talking in a game store being like, we should podcast. And it was me, Jonathan, Rob Neisler, and Marshall Staggs, that old Rob man. Kaiser. Rob Kaiser. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rob Kaiser, I know there's, there's two Robs, and they both have almost identical names. But Rob Kaiser, I was quite confused earlier based on this. Yes, uh, Kaiser, Jonathan, and Marshall were like, we should start a podcast, and it kind of started as a joke and just ran from there. Uh, I, I think Jonathan was like, yes, Are we saying we're not a joke anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then Jonathan was like, I have to ask my wife because we just had a second baby and or the second baby was on the way. And was the second baby on the way? When did we start the... Just so we started during first edition, right? Yeah, it was like right at the end of first edition, like right before. So they announced it at Worlds and that oh, was Oh, you know, it would be right around because, yeah, my, my youngest was born. He's almost three. So. And was what what day was he born on? Do you remember? No, I don't remember <laughs> when he was born. Because I remember, I, like, I can understand why. Because I remember, like, he was like born that week, and then Jonathan's like, "Yeah, yeah, I can podcast. It's fine." And I was like, "Are you sure?" 
Um, and I think we've come a long way. You know, it's we don't try to come out and be like one of these powerhouse podcasts or anything like that. We, you know, we don't try to be a gold squadron. Or We're a, shit, but we know it. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think we have fun doing it. Well, I enjoy our audience. Uh, I think our audience interaction is great. I love you guys. So um, I love seeing you guys. We have the best alt arts. We do have the best There's no. I mean, I haven't seen any of them because you won't send them to me, but but they're the best. I told you, Brett. You'll see them. You'll get them when I see you again. It's funny that you mentioned that after Andrew just said he doesn't care about alt arts. Yeah, well, that's like the thing is, is like, I don't care for them for myself, but like I understand the draw that people have behind them. So I'm going to put some effort into them. Um so, yeah, we started as the small time, you know, I used to have to turn my air conditioner off and sweat in 90 degree weather to, you know, podcast. And I would sit there for hours deleting every um that I could find. And then I just stopped caring. Um, as 2020. I now I've seen him, him edit or heard him edit stuff. And he's just like, ah, there's a big blank space. I'll just delete that. And I'm not even going to listen. Yep. And so we've come a long way. It's like I said, but like what really keeps us driving is the audience. Like, uh, I think you guys are the the greatest ever, and we greatly appreciate everything that you guys have ever listened to us. So if you've listened to every, we have some missing episodes. Even I know, like we started first on Libsyn, and like I think we post our like first couple episodes on there. And I think they're only there now, but uh, it would be really crazy to go back and uh, don't absolutely do not do it. Go back to like listen to some of those early episodes. <laughs> it's probably terrible, but uh, yeah, it's been quite the journey. So, like, do you guys? I, I know Zach, you like joined right after the first system open for second edition, which was like literally. Yeah, I was I was a special guest after my B wing run. Right, and that was that was the first X wing system open, two point system open, I should say. Yeah, and then then yeah, then kind of just and then you, you just, never got rid of me. I was the gum <laughs> on the box. Zach was, a, <laughs> Zach was a brain slug. He was just like, I'm here now. <laughs> I'm here now. B wings are great. Anyone want to play them? And then uh, Brett joined us a little bit later, so we have a little bit of all Pennsylvania or the. Uh, the northeast pennsylvania and uh so but do you guys have any memorable moments of the podcast that you uh remember from the past or anything like that uh that you want to bring up or mention or jonathan you've been here from the beginning do you have anything that you uh have any super memorable moments or are you in robot mode uh i agree you agree, correct. <laughs> um, correct. I guess we had um, when we we had Dan Taylor on. Yeah, that was one of my favorites too. And and I don't think I I don't recall hearing him on any other podcast. You we know, did Dan Taylor, interview. and I my he my was record, my pick. He was my pick to win he worlds. Was. He was. It was amazing, and i still always think that jonathan picked ollie i know he didn't but in my uh-huh. mind he did because he picked someone from europe so that's ollie so yeah my record again not from europe anymore they left that is very true <laughs> <laughs> my record against dan taylor is one and oh so <laughs> there you go you so nice. you're basically the world champ <laughs> <laughs> well I, all right so i played him in like a vassal tournament and on the very first engagement, like I managed to clip Poe Dameron and ionize him, up, and then he had to fly off the board. And it was like turn three. Did you bring that up to him when he was on the show? You know, I uh, no. Oh, that would have been great. But like, yeah, remember that time that I ionized your ship off the board? <laughs> it was so you know, it's like just hard to get that sense of vassal. And he had he had Poe Han, and I had like I think I had three X wings, two Y wings. And then he slams with Poe and boosts, like, to really flank around hard. And then I clip him with the Y-Wing and, with a Ion at range 2. And then he does a one straight, and then he has to go off the board, and then he conceded. Right. Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite moments. Dan, he was a great guest. I think um, that's the only episode I've missed since I joined you guys, and I was so bummed about it because uh, he is just so smart and good at these games. Sucks to suck, Brett. 
It does. The yeah, I, I I definitely enjoyed his presence. Um, he, he again, he is super super smart, and, and like, cause that was like the thing was that when I saw him like basically go to back to back final tables in the um, system opens, uh, and seeing his success in Imperial Assault, like there was no doubt that he's probably one of the smartest players in the X Wing world, and it's a shame that we don't see more of him, obviously because of COVID. But I mean, I, I would have. Love to see what he would have did in the 2020 season. Well, I guess speaking off of that, I, Paul Heaver was on the show, and that was pretty awesome. Were you here for that one? Yes, I was here for that one, and I was, like, giddy like a schoolgirl. So, <laughs> yeah, that was probably my coolest moment was, you know, we got to, to interview him. And we didn't ask him why he was bad at X-Wing, and I was proud of us for not doing that. Oh! <laughs> that, was, that was before Nova, right? Yes. Yes. Or, yeah. So he was the... Marshal of Nova, and we were getting some uh, clarifications. Just on, uh, you know, we we talked to him a little bit about his X Wings uh, runs and everything, and then uh, we got some clarification on some Nova interactions. And but yeah, I mean, he's a legend. If there's one person that you think X Wing, it's either him or Duncan Howard. Yeah, yeah. Zach, do you have any memorable moments? Uh, the band league is uh, going to be mine, and live, especially live casting during the band league. Yeah, I know there there's maybe some different opinions in this group, but uh, I really enjoyed that. Period. Period. <laughs> that is fair. No, no, I, I enjoyed the live casting. I think that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I also the, the band league was a ton of fun. It was a lot of work, but um, it was. It, it, was, was, it was a ton of work, and I definitely like needed a break. <laughs> I know we we yeah. co- constantly will get like requests of being like, "When's the next band league happening?" And it was just kind of like, "We're still <laughs> winding down from the last one." Yeah, I think if if we do it again, we just need to do eight weeks. I think eight weeks would be a perfect sure. amount of time. That last month, I think, was really what just killed everyone's motivation. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't think you're wrong. Oh, uh, man. Yes, Brett, uh, you were going to say something? I, I was just going to say, and I mean, you did most of the work, so I'm sure you were the <laughs> one who was the most burnt out. Like, tracking people down for a list was uh, so much probably... <laughs> Probably so really painful. A great way to spend your summer. Man, I'm trying to think. What was my f- most memorable X-Wing podcast moment? Uh, maybe the robot episode. <laughs> the one that I wasn't on. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for bringing that up. All right. The one time I host. The one time. <laughs> and Zach, you did such a good job. You, you were so good. And then, like, I listened to the audio and I was like, why does everyone sound like a robot? Oh, is that the one we brought Ted on? That was. Ted. Oh, yeah, that uh, was Ted's. Yeah, it just. It, it did not come out well. <laughs> I've never hosted since. I've never hosted since. This uh, is brilliant. This is all restful. <laughs> that was the weekend I had COVID. But not really. Um. No, I, I so okay. Th- th- this might toot my own horn a little bit or anything like, but I, I think you this is that's fine. Uh, this like was like it was a little surreal that it was like I uh, was in the um Mall of America and I was just like waiting for my flight and then you know I, I'm sitting there looking at uh, things and I'm talking to someone that I saw at the tournament. And I just hear someone go like, "Oh, you're from Liberty Squadron," and, and like, he had a uh, he was from the UK, and it was like really kind of cool being like, just completely random that like someone recognized you from your voice. But like, it, it, what I'm trying to get at is just like the people that you meet along the way is like makes all this worth it. And, and like, uh, like I said earlier, was this. There, there are the moments that I enjoy the most is when, you know, people come up and talk to me. So that is definitely by far the, the memories that I, you know, hold tight to me. That is like kind of a really cool thrill, right? Right. Like, you think that until you have to hunt down people for their stupid fucking money. <laughs> well, like I said, and we're not PG-13 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there is the first explicit. Um, but yeah, yeah like, like I said, like we were, it was just like some like minnesota gift shop where like you bought like a 
Land of a Thousand Lakes hoodies and stuff like that, and someone like recognized it. And so it, it was really kind of cool, just like meeting the, those people and everything. Um, I enjoyed that thoroughly. And people hunted me down to give out Liberty Squadron hot darts. Uh, oh cause... yeah, you, you see these jerseys. Ooh, which reminds me, we have to start the new jersey series. Um. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> whatever we we I think our I always always get emails for our alt arts whenever they come out. The people be like, I wasn't able to get one. Can you send me some? And I'm like, no, <laughs> they're mine. No, when I see you in person. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna say what I said to Brett. When I see you in person, you'll get one. Cool. Okay. So. With that being said, our 100th episode is almost complete. We are going to try, like I said, we're going to be on a little bit of a bi-weekly, at least for the first couple months. So I know it's hard to follow that schedule, but it's also hard, you know, on us to uh, to live lives and um, we all kind of work and have to like create content. We don't get the own money. So we're still going to be in a bi-weekly schedule. However, we are going to try to improve vastly of who we are in 2021. Uh, so with that being said is that we are really kind of building ourselves as a community as opposed to just us being a podcast. We are going to have more organized play organizers. We're going to have narrative play coming out. We're going to have... Um, video streams, we're going to have YouTube channels coming out. So really kind of keep an eye out. We're going to keep everything posted and we're probably going to like be posting, like I know we keep a little bit quiet, but we'll probably make sure it's known that, you know, one of our, any of our big stuff comes out that it is, it is you know, known. it is known. So like, like I said, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff and hopefully, Hopefully, by the end of this year, we get to see everybody again. And if part of the reason I'm saying that December might be the first big X-Wing thing is that, you know, PAX Unplug is mid-December. And if it is, I expect to see everybody there. I don't care how far you have to travel, but you should. Um, but like I said, we're going to have a ton of stuff coming in 2021 that isn't just podcast related. It's going to be more of a community related. Like I said, we're going to do organized play um, at the Wazoo from our end. And we hope that everything gets kicked off the right foot. And, and that like we finally beat COVID. And, and that we can get back to normal. And, and hopefully, with all the cards being played right, that AMG doesn't just kill the game. Um so definitely keep an eye out like that. We are in the works of literally setting this stuff up right now. And, you know, hopefully maybe we'll have a Liberty Cup and, you know, something along those lines. And it should be a good time. We're going to, like I said, we're definitely working on streaming from TTS, from live streaming, actual games to all that fun stuff. So that's what we have in the works for 2021. And like I said, it's not just us. It is community-based. So like anyone Liberty Squadron, we want your involvement. And if you are interested and if you're not in the Discord, because I know I posted about it in the Discord that we're looking for people. If you're listening to this as opposed to seeing it, reach out to me because we are trying to take as many hands as possible to, you know, that we can help out and uh, get this ball rolling. Not to mention the men of Liberty Squadron calendar. Oh, yeah. I'm Zach's the front page. Dibs it. Dibs. It's just him holding a Boba Fett helmet over his naked body. I mean, there are photos of me holding an X-Wing trophy. Naked? In very similar fashion. In existence. Can, can Mike Taglioni be part of Liberty Squadron uh, with his uh, his uh, sexy Leia costume? Uh, he definitely can. That's, that's going to be our cover photo for this year. <laughs> All right, any any closeout, any shout-outs, anything like that, guys? Shout-out to the community. I'm going to oh. shout-out to the Midwest Scrub podcast. Where are you guys at? I miss you guys. Oh, shout-out to Bruno at Millennium Gondor. Oh, Bruno. He's a big is... supporter of ours in the beginning. 
Bruno, oh, Bruno was a huge supporter of us. Bruno, I will be in touch with you. Uh, I owe Bruno some stuff, and I've been super, super busy, so hopefully um, I can make it up to him. Uh, Coach was also a humongous supporter of ours when OCX was around. Um, he definitely helped springboard us a little bit and definitely you know, made us a little bit more, uh, gave us some awareness. So thanks to those guys um and, and anyone that's still pushing this game along like it's it's in such a dark time that it's it's you know very generous that we could all still be here any other shout outs cool cool all right guys so again thank you for listening have a great night if you're a fan of the show check us out on patreon check us out on facebook check us out on snapchat which doesn't exist. I was going to say, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> ring the bell, like the sub- like, like and subscribe. Um, we got a TikTok now, guys. Got, like, yo, we need an X-Wing TikTok. <laughs> that's where you can find Zach dancing That's around where you can find Zach. Oh, man. <laughs> Zach. Is our TikTok just me dancing once per day? <laughs> yo, what else would one we single video of just Zach like, doing the uh, swerve. Right. Oh, and don't forget OnlyFans. You can always find oh, us on OnlyFans. That's when the calendar is released. I mean, I'm part of Jonathan's, and I can say I definitely don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've lost ourselves. John, Jonathan doesn't know what Reddit is, and he's just like, what's OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, enter no, in no, promo no. code 2021. 15% <laughs> off. Awesome. Alright, guys. Uh, I just finished my beer, so it is time to close out the recording. So everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. It's been a hell of 100 episodes, and have a fantastic year. Happy New Year!